And I tell you what, if that doesn't get you excited about Easter, I don't know. I don't know. You, you need help. That is, that is what it's about, that our Savior lives, Jesus is alive, and that changes everything. That changes everything. That we serve a living Savior, the resurrection of Jesus Christ changes everything. I hope you know Christ as your Savior. I hope you can say, I know the living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that Easter to you isn't just one of those times of the year that you happen to go to church and you didn't come just because the kids were singing, that you would be here to celebrate Jesus no matter what, because our Savior lives. He is alive. And the Bible teaches you can know him personally. I'm going to talk about that for just a few minutes this morning, uh, but actually I'm, I'm focusing what I'm going to talk about on what is probably just a few of us in this room today, and that is people who struggle with their faith. Now, the truth is, that's not just a few of us, that's a lot of us. We may not say it out loud, we may not talk about it all the time, but sometimes our prayers are, uh, there's an intruder in our prayer life, and that's the struggle with doubt and with uh, whether or not God is, is doing anything in our lives, if God's answering our prayers or not. And when we come together at Easter, we're celebrating the risen Savior, while at the same time, some of us are asking the question, does it matter to God that I believe? Does it really make a difference to God? I believe He's risen, I believe in Jesus, I believe that God is alive and He, he loves me, but does it matter that I believe day by day, in and out, that he answers prayers, that he cares for me. So we're going we're gonna to address that this morning. But before we do, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, God, I pray for each of us here and at home. Father, we thank you, first of all, for our children. God, for the celebration of Easter through their voices, Father, for the leaders who, who helped them prepare and brought that to us today. We thank you, God, for that. Thank you, Father, for the ministries and the people who care so much about our kids. But God, today we gather in this place on this Easter Sunday, Father, we are at all different places on our walk with Christ. Most of us, many of us here and at home celebrate the risen Jesus. Our faith is solid. We might occasionally struggle, Father, with our prayer life, but God, we're solid. But there, there are others, Father, in this room, and, and maybe at home, that we struggle with doubt. We struggle with whether or not it matters to you that we believe. And God, this morning, we thank you for the word of God, what you have preserved for us. And I pray, Father, through the story we're going to look at today, you would strengthen our faith. You would bolster us, Father. You would turn us back to choosing to trust you today. And whatever concerns, burdens we might have on our hearts this Easter Sunday, God, we're going to bring that to you. And Father, I do pray for us you'd lift those burdens from our shoulders. Help us to trust you more deeply or to trust you all over again. God, I pray for those who need Jesus as their Savior, some here, some at home never trusted Christ, I pray today would be the day that they would trust the living Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning we were in the Gospel of John chapter 20. That's where we're going back to. If you have your Bible with you or a device with your Bible on it, look with me at John chapter 20. Uh, and um, this morning we're going to, uh, for a few minutes, look at a person who has become famous for doubt. And you know right away who I'm talking about. We even have a phrase in our culture to specify this person. And we, we use this phrase for any of us when we have doubts and, and confusion, especially about our, our, our faith. Who is he? Thomas. Doubting Thomas. But what you're going to find out this morning is, is that that does him a disservice. 
Because there's a fundamental truth about doubt and faith when they go together. And, a lot, and I want you to understand, too, what I'm talking about here. Uh, we know there are folks that are skeptics. Now, you might be, but I'm making some distinctions here. Skeptical doubt is the kind of doubt that says, well, people don't rise from the grave. Uh, 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 axe heads don't float. The ark didn't exist. That kind of doubt, skeptical doubt. And that's, that's farther away from belief. Maybe that person hasn't trusted Christ, and maybe that's you because you're, you're stumbling over some of those things. But listen, there's another kind of doubt that we want to pinpoint today, and that's those of us who know we have trusted Christ as our Savior, but we struggle with our faith. We really do. We, we struggle with our faith. We don't say it out loud much. We don't talk about it a whole lot, but the fact of the matter is it's true. Sometimes we struggle with our faith. But here's the key, and this is what I'm going back to about Thomas and why we do him a disservice. The fact of the matter is, sometimes the people who struggle with their faith are the people who have the deepest faith. Because when you're fully devoted to Christ, you have high expectations of who he is and how he'll behave and what God will do. You, you're in love with God and devoted to him, and then something happens in your life, something changes in your life, uh, and you struggle with your faith. To struggle with your faith sometimes coincides with deep devotion in your faith. And that's who Thomas was. Thomas loved Jesus deeply. Thomas was deeply devoted to Christ. On one occasion, Thomas even said to the other disciples, we need to go with him and die with him rather than leave him. I'd rather die with Jesus than live without him. That's pretty much Thomas's perspective. And you might be one of those people that your faith has been strong, but at the same time, you wonder, you doubt, you struggle. What, what is God doing? Why isn't that prayer being answered? Where was God when I needed him at this time and at this time? And you're not abandoning your faith, you're just struggling with it a bit. I think you're going to find yourself more like Thomas than you realize. So look there with me, John chapter 20. We're going to step into the story a while later in the evening after what we saw early this morning and, and all the interaction at the tomb. And this is what the Bible says, John chapter 20 and verse 19. The Bible says, when it was evening on that first day of the week, that is Sunday, the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked because they feared the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Verse 24, but Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were telling him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, if I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands, if I don't put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. A week later, his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and he stood among them and he said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. And Thomas responded to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Thomas's faith is coincides with his doubt, and, the, and his doubt coincides with his faith. He, he believed in Jesus. He followed Christ, and 
Jesus had said he would rise from the dead, but now he was struggling. He had seen Jesus die. They all had seen Christ crucified, and, and they know that dead people don't live. In 1992, uh, a resident of Greenville, South Carolina, received a note in the mail that said this, and I'm not making this up. The note said, we have effective March 1992, we will discontinue your food stamps because we have learned that you passed away. God bless you. If your circumstances change, let us know. <laughs> but see, Thomas is like the rest of us. We know that dead people stay dead. Right? No, they don't. Not if they know Christ. If our life is in Christ, we don't stay dead. In fact, we begin to actually live when our life is in Christ. But Thomas's struggle is, I walked with him, I believed in him, then I saw him crucified. So should I still believe? He shows up and all his friends say, guess what, while you were gone, and pay attention to that, he's the only one with the courage to be out and about. We don't call him fearless Thomas, we probably should, but he's the only one with the courage to be out and about. Then he comes back and they say, oh, the Lord, the Lord showed up. And he doubts and he struggles with that. And someone says to you, God answered my prayer. And you think, why didn't God answer my prayer? This changed, this changed. God did this, God did that. And you think, why didn't God do that for me? Sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we doubt. So the question we're going to ask and answer is, does it matter to God whether you believe? Does it matter if you believe? But specifically, does it matter to God? And in the story of Thomas, God has preserved for us a resounding yes. God wants you to believe. God wants you to trust him. God wants you to proclaim in your heart of hearts, he has risen from the grave. God is alive, and I serve a risen Savior today. So let's go back to the story for just a minute. I want you to see a few things with me that show how much it matters to God that you believe. When you doubt, when you struggle, first of all, I want you to see when Jesus shows up, Jesus calms your doubt. Now, you might sketch in there too, just kind of, if you're taking notes, jot in there, Jesus also confronts your doubt. And see, Jesus is not happy to leave you where you are. That's not what he wants to do. He will confront your doubt to calm your doubt. He, he knows you're struggling with your faith, if you are. He knows that sometimes you are, sometimes you do. Thomas proclaims, I will not believe. Just seeing is not enough for Thomas. He says, I will not believe unless I can feel, put my finger in his side where the sword pierced him and the holes where the nails pierced him. The, the term, when, when he says, I want to put my hand in his side, it's a very dramatic phrase. It means thrust my fingers into his side where the spear pierced him. Of the three men crucified that day, Jesus was the only one that was pierced with a spear. So it's pretty easy to designate who, who is risen from the grave. If there's a mark there, if there's a hole in his side where the spear went through. Thomas won't have any of this, I just need to see him, or I need you to tell me you saw him. No, no, no. I need to put my hand into the side of the wounded Savior. Then something extraordinary happens. A week later, 
And I want you to pay attention to that. Sometimes Jesus lets you wrestle for a while. Before he shows up to calm your doubt, he might let you wrestle for a while. And during that week, don't you know, Thomas's friends were trying to convince him. We saw him. He's real. We saw him. He's real. Just like your Christian friends do. Don't doubt. Just pray. Don't doubt. Just pray. A week later, they're in the room together again. And in the same way he did before, suddenly Jesus is there. Doesn't need to open the door and walk in. Suddenly he's there in his resurrected body. And he greets everyone the same way he greeted them before. Peace with you. Shalom. Peace with you. It's the Jewish greeting of, of peace. Then he turns to Thomas in particular. Now, if you're like me, there's a, there's a pause in the room right there when, when Jesus says the name Thomas. And, oh no, Thomas is the only one that doubted. Oh no, the Lord has come back to punish me. The Lord has come back to show me his wrath. No, he's not. He's come to show you grace. He's come to calm your doubts. And most important of all, Thomas, he's shown up just for you. It's a little unsettling probably for all of them to realize that Jesus knew exactly what Thomas had said. He knew all about the conversation with Thomas. And when he shows up, though, he shows up in grace and compassion. He shows up to alleviate that doubt. He shows up to say, Thomas, listen. It's real. It's real. You were right to believe in Jesus. And he calms your doubt. Second, Jesus calls you to faith. He shows up just for you, and he calls you to faith. And when I say Jesus shows up just for you, by the way, to calm your doubt, a lot of times in our struggles with our faith, we have a hard time seeing what God is doing. Well, let God open your spiritual eyes. Pay attention to how God is working around you all the time. And if you say, well, what does that mean, Pastor Bob? How do I know that? Well, I'd offer this, okay? I'd offer this. If you're sitting in this room today, and you are the one, maybe the only one in the room that actually is struggling with your faith, but you're sitting in this room thinking, how did Pastor Bob know? I didn't know, but God knew. That's how God works. He shows up just for you. So then he calls you to faith. Did you notice what, what uh, Jesus said to Thomas? It's twofold to the effect of stop doubting and start, and start believing. And that's literally what he says. Stop doubting and start believing. Stop doubting and start believing. Now, the, what we often overlook is that doubt and faith are both choices. You choose whether you doubt and you choose whether you believe. God calls you to faith. God says to you, now you know Christ is risen from the grave. Now you know God is real. Stop doubting and start believing. If you want to see God do work in your life, you want to see him use you in a great way, you want to see him show up, stop doubting and start believing. God calls you to faith. God doesn't leave us in our doubt, doesn't leave us where he finds us, doesn't leave us in our struggle. God calls us to faith. That call begins the day you trust Christ as your Savior. That's why the Bible refers to Christians as the called. We are the ones that answer the call of Christ to repent of our sin. We admit we're sinners, we repent of our sin, and we come to faith in Christ. And we receive life, resurrection life, through Christ. And then when we struggle, he will call us to him. Pay attention to me, Jesus says. 
Stop doubting. Start trusting again. Maybe that's the choice you need to make today. If, you're, if you think your doubt or your faith are based on emotions and feelings, they're not. They're based on the simple truth that you trust God. You choose to trust God. You tr- choose to trust his word, what he says, who he is, and that he's alive today. So I challenge you with this. If you're saying, well, I, I'm not going to trust or, or I, I don't feel like I can trust God, that's not the point. It's a decision you make. And once you know the truth of the gospel, once you know who Christ is, then God calls you to make that choice. He calls you to faith. And then last, once you believe, once you trust, once you return, whether you trust for the first time or you come back to him, Jesus commends your faith. Thomas' declaration of Christ is is one of the strongest proclamations of any of the apostles in all of the New Testament, my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God, he cried out in that room. The tone of it is, it's you, it's you. But behind the tone is, and you love me, and you never let me go, and you showed up just for me. And Jesus' response is, and I'm not, making, I'm not diminishing the power of it, the strength of it, but it's something to the effect of, congratulations, you got it. You have believed in who I am. He says then, though, blessed are you because you see and believe. Blessed are those who don't see, but they believe. Did you know that Thomas is the only one of those apostles who had the opportunity to believe in Christ as resurrected Christ, believe that he had risen from the grave, without seeing him first? But Jesus didn't show up and say, you should have believed without seeing. No, he said, good for you, congratulations. You've seen me and you believe. But blessed are those who don't see me resurrected in the resurrected body the new flesh, blessed are they who believe. He's talking about you, by the way. And the point of that statement is, Thomas, believers who trust me and believe in me as the resurrected Lord are no less blessed because they haven't seen me yet than you are because you did. The point of it is belief. It's trust. It's believing with all your heart, as the Apostle Paul says, that Christ has risen from the grave. He is alive. And you will experience the same walk with Christ that Thomas did when he saw him. It's the same Jesus then as it is now. We go through those struggles sometimes. I know we do. It's not an excuse. It's just a reality. But if you find yourself on this Easter Sunday struggling a bit with what God is doing, who he is, whether he's answering prayers, I would challenge you to make that choice today. Stop doubting. Start believing. Or maybe for you it's believing again. Make that decision once again to say, I believe my Lord is alive and he's risen. I believe it makes a difference. It matters that I believe I will trust him in what he says. 
and you'll see him show up, and you'll see him do a fresh work in your life. If your prayers, you've been praying the same prayers a long time, keep praying those prayers. God hears them. God's at work. In our staff meeting this past week, I was sharing the story of the prophet Elisha who followed Elijah, if you know your Old Testament. But Elisha had let the king of Israel know that there was another king coming against him. So word got out that from, for the enemy king that there was a spy in the land. And he brought in all his people and he said, who's the spy, who's the spy? And he said, we're not, but Elisha the prophet is here. He must be telling the king of Israel that you're coming against him. And so the enemy king sent a whole army against Elisha and his servant. And they're cornered in this place. And the servant is dramatically upset. There's an army coming against them, and Elisha's just relaxed. And the servant says, what are we going to do? And he said, look at all this army against me. And Elisha says, well, our army is bigger than that army. And he says, what army? And Elisha prays that the servant's eyes will be open to God's army. And when they are, there's a whole battalion or more of God's soldiers encircling them, protecting them from the enemy. You know what the moral of that story is? Faith is not only remembering things are not always as they appear. Faith in the risen Christ is also remembering that often what you don't see matters more than what you do see. Will you return to faith today? Or maybe trust him for the very first time. Believe that he is at work in your prayers. Believe that, that what's happening, what God is doing is bigger than you can even imagine. Believe that God is working through your life, even if you don't see it yet. But believe God for what you do not see. Let God cultivate and nurture that faith in you. Uh, many, many years ago, my wife Kim and I were living in Texas, going to Southwestern Seminary. And for the summer, we uh, uh, house set for some friends who were going to Florida to plant a church. They were uh, among our very rare, rare friends who actually had the money to own a house. So we, we said, yeah, we'll house sit for you that summer. Well, before they departed, we went over there, and we checked out everything, and the owner of the house, a man named Randy, brought me out in the front yard. And in the front yard of the house, there was this brown patch out by the road, just dead grass. All the other grass was looking good, even, even in the heat of Texas, but there was this brown patch of grass right up by the road. And he said, when you mow the grass, when you fertilize, when you water, I want you to pay close attention to that brown patch of grass. I'd like to get that thing back to life. So that became my project for the next eight and a half weeks. I believed that I could revive that brown patch of grass. And I'd be out there every evening, and I'd be watering that thing, and I'd mow it by itself, and I'd water it some more, and I'd fertilize it, and I'd get up in the morning and go check on it, and I'd go out in the evening, and I'd go check on it, and I'd water it some more. One of the neighbors came over one time, and he said, boy, Randy must have really giving you a hard time about that brown patch. I said, no, 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 I want to I get this thing. I believe in this brown. And sure enough, eight and a half weeks later, it was all green grass. You know what God says? He says, let me have your faith. And if somewhere in that faith there's a brown patch, a little bit of doubt, he said, let me work on that a bit. Will you trust him again? 
Will you let God start cultivating faith, strengthening faith? Will you, will you start with this today? Yes, he's alive. I'm right to believe he's alive. And he loves me. And it actually matters to God that I believe. He won't let you down. Will you trust him again? Let me pray for us. Father, in this room and at home, there might be one or two, three or four, might be a few, struggling with our faith today. We might find ourselves more like Thomas than we even realize. And God, first we ask your, we, we confess that, and we ask your forgiveness, Father, for the times we haven't trusted you. But God, also we thank you that you show us grace and compassion. You know who we are and what's going on in our lives. So we bring that to you this morning. God, I pray for each one here and at home. The Father, if in, 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 in the midst of our faith, there's a brown patch. There's a place. We're going to give that to you today. There's a, there's a struggle. There's a doubt. But we're going to give that to you today. There's a heartache. There's a hurt. But we're going to give that to you today. Because we're going to believe God again. We're going to say it again. You are my Lord. You are my God. You are alive. My Savior lives today. And I'm right to believe in you because you care about me. It matters to you that I believe. So God, we hand that off to you on this Easter Sunday for the hurting, the brokenhearted, God, for the struggling with faith. We hand that off to you and we proclaim again, he is alive and he cares about me. Father, there may be other needs in our midst today. Maybe other burdens and cares. We lift those up to you as well. There may be some who today, this Easter, needs to be the day we join fellowship with First Baptist Church. We step out in other decisions, God. This needs to be the day we, we bow at the altar, we yield ourselves to you. Whatever's going on, God, we want to give you time to work in our hearts today. Maybe it's the day that we would finally say, I trust Christ for the first time as my Savior. For those in this room and at home, Father, that have never trusted Christ, but on this Easter Sunday, would have faith in you, believe that you died on the cross for them, that you're alive today. I would pray this prayer, and God, I pray you put it in our hearts to pray this in faith, to trust Christ, to take that first step of faith. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I know I can't save myself. But I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for me, that you've risen from the grave and you're alive today. So Jesus, I repent of my sin. I turn my back on the old life. Today I follow Christ and I put all my faith and trust in Christ to save me and give me eternal life. Please come into my life, God. Change me, shape me, strengthen my faith today. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. For all of us, God, I pray you would bolster our decisions to walk with Christ day by day. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.